This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How you doing, Cam? Good, how are you? Good. Just uh, first, with obviously the big player that ended last week's game, just kind of what did you see on that play? How did you kind of read it? Just what was your perspective on that? Well, it was a bunch, so I knew they were running something. They were running the ball. It was either a sucker or a toss. The toss came. I saw a puller, and I didn't want to overrun it, so I just stayed in my lane, and I met him at the hole, put my shoulder down, and the ball came out. So... You, I mean, Lake is Jimmy has alluded to the fact that you, you both of your hands are kind of are kind of messed up. Yeah. Does that affect your tackling form or, or your thought process at all? A little bit, a little bit, but it's a mindset. So, I uh, I just got to get the man down and get him down anyway. And if he's down, then uh, it's victory for us. Uh, it's good for me. So. Is that the best hit you've ever had? No, it's not. It's uh, I would say top three. I mean, the ball, the ball did come out, so it was exciting. Uh, we won the game, but it, it wasn't the best hit. Yeah. Well, then what was the best hit, would you say? Um, I mean, back in high school, I, I haven't really had, like, a, a huge hit in college yet that I really would, like, dream of. But I would say back in high school. So, yeah. When you got the hit that finished that end of this game, did you know the ball was out, or how did you – kind of find that out uh no I didn't know once I hit the ball I looked up and then I seen uh Ryan Bowman come out with the ball holding it I was like okay let's go so and, yeah you know when you make a play, a play like that in overtime to end the game you got the full student section behind you I mean what's just the feeling what's the adrenaline like after a play like that just go crazy like that that's all I was thinking just happiness excitement going crazy yelling as loud as I could so yeah I'm wondering for you, too, I mean, coming in as a true freshman, playing right away, starting right away, mm-hmm. you know, there was ups and downs of that season for, as a true freshman. What was the learning curve like just trying to figure everything out on the college level? Uh, I mean, it was fast. I would say just a little quick. Um, but I just went up to coaches, asked questions, and uh, just went on from there. Asked questions, watched film. And the more I watched film, the more comfortable I got. Uh, and that's it. Uh, how has it been? You come in and, and start right away. Your first game is a true freshman, which is really hard to do at this level. Very few people do that. But then since then, it's been kind of like a tennis match for you. You're a starter here. You're coming in as a reserve here. You're back to a starter. How how's it been to handle all that? Uh, well, my first game I played, it was a little nerve-wracking. Um, after that, I... Like everybody, once you get your first hit, you start playing a little more with confidence. Um... But after the season, uh, I just I wasn't playing like me. I wasn't myself. Uh, I couldn't really get comfortable. I couldn't uh, get that rhythm going. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you got to do what you got to do for the team, play your role, and uh, just come out victorious each week. Was, was that your freshman season you were talking about? Or yes. Okay. Yes. 
And do you feel, I mean, now two years later, do you feel like you're playing like yourself? How would you evaluate kind of how you've grown, I guess, in your time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still have a lot to learn. I still have a lot to do with me, my body, my mindset mentally. And, yeah, not too much. How is it um, for you with your number? You, you, you share it with Richard Newton, who's a real prominent player, so it's kind of hard to just be the number six. Plus, it's one of the most famous numbers in the history of the school with Sunny Six Killer. How is it for you wearing this digit? It's been my favorite number since I was a little kid, so I just like wearing number six. I really don't think of it like that. Uh, to me, it's a number. I play football. Uh, Rich wears it. He does great. So I guess uh, we represent it well. So yeah, I haven't. With just dealing with the hand injuries and, and maybe some other stuff too. I mean, were you playing with a lot of pain against Cal, or is the adrenaline kind of blocked that out, or what, what was that feeling like? Yeah, it, it was painful for sure. But uh, I just told myself, just finish this game and then go in the locker room and do what you have to do to get it better. But I told myself I had to finish the game. I'm finishing the game no matter what. So. Did those injuries happen during the game? Oh uh, yes, my right hand. Yes, second quarter. Um, <laughs> it's. I think it, maybe it's a rare breed that will, can shake that off and, and just try to finish that out. Is that the pain tolerance? Is that have you had injuries like that before that you played through, or is that oh, yeah. anything? Yeah, high school, my collarbone, my AC joint, and uh, my pinky in high school. So it is regular. Did you always play through those injuries, or did yes, you? Okay. yes, gotcha. It seemed like you were doing really well, and I can't remember because they're all mixed together the spring and the fall camp. But it looked like you were running first team and everything was going good for you. And then all of a sudden, I think you got an injury. I think it was spring. But it looked like it was just really untimely for you because you really had a lot of momentum going and you had to really fight to get back into the starting lineup again. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I hurt my ankle. Uh, but. I just, I wasn't getting mental reps. I wasn't getting the reps that I needed to show the coaches that I was supposed to be out there. So I really couldn't do anything, couldn't control what I can uh, control. So just go out there. I just went out there, did my uh, job, and then showed them that I was, uh, I could apparently be the starter. So, yeah. You mentioned that play, the game-winning play wasn't the biggest hit you've had, but where does it rank in terms of just most memorable plays to make a play like that that ends the game on the college level? Where, where does that rank for you? I'll say two. Top two. Uh, in high school. Yeah. Just, it wasn't, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Thanks, Cam. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Fatu. Um, just firstly, having a sack in back-to-back games, do you feel like a light has come on for you, or, or what do you think has allowed you to have the success you've had? Um, just trying to get better each day in practice. It's a credit to all my teammates and the scout team each day. Each practice for helping me to get better, um, even my coaches as well for teaching me all these techniques and skills and uh, situational football. So uh, the credit goes to them more than so to me, for sure. The, the first one, you know, obviously your first college sack and something you've been waiting for for a couple of years now. What, what's that feeling like when you, obviously it's a strip sack, it's returning for a touchdown, right. it's a huge play. Just, what's the feeling like when you finally get something like that? <clears throat> 
It was kind of unreal. I didn't think he even held on to the ball. So I just ran to the ball and put my head down and just tried to hit the quarterback, tried to force a bad throw, but he held on to the ball and I guess I hit the ball and, and Braylon picked it up and took it to the house. But it was a very surreal feeling for sure. Something I've been waiting for for three years. Did you tell uh, Braylon that he owes you? You set him up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just happy for him. Um, I was just uh, happy that I made a strip sack and I was happy for Braylon too that he got to pick it up and run it to the end zone. With that kind of play after the game, I know how much family support you have back on the island and everything. What was your phone like? What I mean, what was the support like? Oh, <laughs> they're just you know, it's always nice to just hear from my family after games, just phone calls and text messages telling me good game and telling me they were watching the game. So it's nice to know that I'm being supported and loved for even from afar on national national television as well. Um, it's just a great feeling knowing that my family can watch me on, on uh, such a big stage. You guys on the defensive line are some of the most highest recruited guys on this roster. And you've been trading in and out the starters the time there's four or five of you that have started in the last two years. Is, is it time for somebody to step up and be like the next Vita Vea, if that's possible, or Greg Grant Gaines, or um, who else, uh, Danny Shelton? I think we're just trying to become the first um, ourselves. We're, I know Vita and Danny and Greg, they've set the bar for us for sure. They've showed what uh, D-Lo is all about. Um, but I think we're just trying to make a name for ourselves and just trying to be you know, our own person and try to make, uh, we're trying to make a good impression on those guys as well, for sure. But all it comes down to is just us playing our own game and our own style of football, for sure. What's the challenge like this week where you're going against an Oregon State team that runs the ball very well, has mm -hmm. another dual-threat quarterback? Just what's that challenge like? We've just been working a lot of um, run defense this week, just trying to work on our run fits, uh, work on our schemes against the run. And for us as D-linemen, we're just trying to work on all our progressions through the run blocking and everything. So... Yeah, we're really honing in on our, our run techniques this week. So so we're, we're prepared for Oregon State's running offense. Did you go to Corvallis two years ago? I did travel to that game. No, I did not. What did you think of the experience of Research Stadium? And all that? Uh, that chainsaw is the first thing I always remember about that stadium. It's just hearing that chainsaw go off and um, the, the, the environment and the fan base over there is, is great too. So that's exactly what I remember as a chainsaw when I was a freshman, watching uh, like guys like Levi and Benning, Potawaya then play, for sure. With uh, Just with your D-line, um, through four games, you guys have had some good moments, some not so good moments. How much growth do you feel like this group still has in it as you guys continue to go on here? Uh, we definitely learned from our first two games. It, those first two games definitely wasn't what we wanted and definitely not how we wanted to play. But I think we really bounced back uh, very well. The next two games, you know, held Arkansas State to under 50 yards rushing and held the t two good running backs to under 100 yards for Cal. So I think we're making the right steps into the right direction, but I know we still can get better for sure. And Jimmy Legg said that you've been really playing well lately. And, you know, you've been in the starting lineup where you weren't. And what was the difference for you um, 
physical, mental, you know, you took a, made a, made a step? Uh, definitely in the weight room was where I focused all my offseason um, to because I wanted to change my body to be able to last in games, like phys- like conditioning, but also taking the beatings of a 12-game uh, season, um, just getting stronger as, you know, there's a lot of things that I got to work on in my body that, you know, has been affected from high school. So just getting stronger in the weight room has helped me a lot and then just watching film with my coaches and with my teammates as well just going over different progressions of the opposite offense and what their O-line likes to do so it was definitely a mental and physical step forward did you get lighter or heavier I kind of just stayed the same but just like leaned I kind of just put on more lean um, muscle and kind of just trying to cut down all the fat for sure we, we talked with Cam, and you were in the room, about playing through pain, and obviously you played yeah. through the pec all through your senior year of high school. Is that a factor at all? Do you feel it? I mean, is there any lingering thing with that? Uh, no, not anymore. The, the strength, and coach, uh, strength and conditioning staff that we have here is awesome. Coach Saha and the staff, they've helped me so much to just build muscle around the different areas of my shoulder, my back, tricep, bicep, all the other areas that help support um, strength in my pec. So... Um, all the credit goes to them for helping me to get stronger and to for giving me confidence in playing with you know with the pack for sure. Thank you. How's it going? Cam Williams had to, had to make that game-changing hit. <laughs> I wish I could say that was all me, but I, I think, you know, that starts with the young man himself. Um, he's bought into the coaching uh, that's been done here for years, and I think he was just prepared for that moment, um, taking those reps weekend, day in, day out. And when the moment arrives, trusted the technique, trusted the coaching, did what he did. You weren't here, obviously, when he was a true freshman, but in the time you've been here, how have you seen his game change and, and grow over the last two years? Yeah, I mean, Cam is, is, is definitely uh, taking steps in the right direction in terms of growing, becoming more of a veteran in the back end, um, just in terms of his intellect, his knowledge, his understanding of the game. Um, he's always either in my office or he's in Coach Harris' office asking questions, watching film. Um, trying to get a step of a hitch, you know, step ahead of his opponents, and really trying to grow as a as a as a player himself. And um, I think, just as a player, he's just you know been focusing on polishing his craft, the little things, the details, and that's what has allowed for him to make plays in situations like that that, that arose this past weekend. Chase Garbers was able to kind of use his legs last weekend against you guys, uh, and Chance Nolan for OSU kind of can do the same. What do you guys? Uh, to do, to try to stop that. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you know I can't answer that question in full details, but I, Chase, you know, one heck of a player. Uh, one heck of a player. Cal uh, definitely has uh, a really good quarterback on their hands, and uh, we, we're, we were, you know, up for the task. We knew what was coming ahead, and, and that'll be the same thing moving forward this weekend. Uh, we know we got to be very disciplined, um, and, and just at the end of the day, I'll go back to just trusting the coaching. You do it throughout the week, 
So you prepare yourself throughout the week. When it's, you know, time comes on Saturday, we'll be ready to go out there and execute. Jimmy has mentioned and Cam mentioned, I mean, he was playing in that Cal game with two injured hands and making those kind of plays. How, how difficult is it to play safety with two injured hands? You know, honestly, I've, I think I've seen it done more often than people would believe. Um, um, and, and he... He, he really showcased himself of just being able to, you know, be mentally tough. And at the end of the day, just go out there and play ball. Um, you know, and I think that's what we take pride in in the recruiting process is finding those guys that are mentally tough. And he's one of those guys that are mentally tough that just allow for himself to just go play the game, that he, how he knows how to play it. After a lot of shuffling in that secondary, it seems like it's kind of settled finally. I mean, it's been competitive since April. Is it the maybe the, the experience, the veteran players, those are the ones that are now in there after getting beat out at first to start the season. Is their experience kind of brought them to the top? Well, you know what? I think, you know, as I've said before, and I'm, I'm sure Coach Lake has said and Coach Harris has said in himself, I think the game of football is a tough game. It's a physical game. So we want to make sure that all of our guys are prepared when season comes around to be able to step in when their name's called. And the guys, obviously, that have had playing experience, um, I think that does play a favor on, on their part in terms of just understanding what it's like to be out there under the lights, uh, understanding what it's like to be out there in the game day atmosphere in Husky Stadium, whether, wherever it may be. But all of our guys, we take pride in, in knowing that when their name is called, they're going to be ready to step up um, and, and be ready to rise to the occasion. Um, you, you've seen that guys have stepped in and made some plays for us uh, in the back end. And it'll continue to be that way as season continues to move forward. Everybody needs to be ready when their name is called, and they will be. Speaking of one of those guys that stepped up, Beach Powell was obviously called on. How did he break uh, against Cal, and, and where do you think his biggest steps are going to come when he plays against Oregon? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, th I think Meech played really well. Um, and I think uh, Coach Lake alluded to it already. You know, as I just said, everybody's going to prepare as a starter. And uh, I, that's what Meech has done. He's been extremely diligent <laughs> um, in terms of coming up, bugging me, bugging Coach Harris, bugging Coach Lake, bugging Coach, you know, Coach Locke, other guys on the staff to watch tape so that way he can see some trending upward in his game. And so when his name was called, we played against Cal this past weekend, he was ready. He was ready. He'd already taken the reps mentally, taken the reps physically, um, and he was confident in himself and confident in the game plan. And that's what allowed for him to go out there and play fast. And I, you know, I foresee him being able to do that for us in the future. I mean, he's, everybody's going to be able to, like I just said, they're going to be ready to play. Um, they're going to prepare throughout the week as if their name is going to be called on Saturday. Would you agree that's pretty amazing? He's a walk-on. He's starting. There's a lot of scholarship guys behind him on the depth chart. Well, that's the beauty of our room, right? I mean, that's that's the big thing about it, just the depth in general. Everybody's going to compete in that room. Uh, I don't think rather you're a starter, rather you're a walk-on. I mean, it's been done here in the past before. You know, guys like Miles Bryant, you know, guys like Brian Clay, other guys that, you know, that have played in the back end that were walk-ons um, that have rose to the occasion. So um, we, we, we really relish on all our, of our guys you know, having a mindset that they are the one. With the game that Kyler had last weekend, I mean, you've been around the game for a long time. Is that one of the better games you've seen a corner have? <clears throat> yeah, he had, Kyler had a really good game. He had a really good game. Um, and I think, you know, I said it already with Cam, but 
it, I think it just comes down to trusting the culture, man. I, I, at the end of the day, I, I know I'm, you know, I sound like I'm beating the, you know, a dead horse or beating the record right there. Um, but it comes down to trusting the coach, and that's what he did. He paid attention to the notes that were on the board when he came in the meeting room. He paid attention to the notes that he had on his paper. He's very, very um, detailed about his work that he got throughout the week. And that's what allowed for him you know, make those plays. You know, Coach Harris and I always tell the guys in the back end, you respect the game, the game's going to respect you. And, um, and that's just an old saying. But he did what he had to do. He's done what he has, has had to do throughout the week. And when it came time, that ball was in his area, he made a play on it. When he needed to show up and run support, he made a play. Um, and he made some big plays in that game. We were, we, were, we were definitely proud of the performance that he put on, and, and he's only got room to grow. Still got more room to grow, only scratching the surface. How's Trent responded to being banged up the past two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, mentally, he's, he's, a, he's a tough kid. Um, so, you know, I, I know Coach, Handle, Coach Lake handles most of those situations, but um, he's, a, he's a tough kid, and he, I know he's ready to just step in and do what he's known to do, which is play football. With Buki, um, we've seen the impact that he's made on the field, but, you know, we've talked to him a couple times now, and he seems to have a real charisma about him, and I'm wondering what his personality has brought to your room in terms of leadership experience, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think, I think the guys in the room, they really do look up to him. Um, you know, you can see just anybody coming up to him, asking him questions, trying to pick his brain. Because, I mean, let's be, be honest, he's, he's played a lot of ball. Um, and I think the guys understand that experience, especially, you know, at this level, it, it pays dividends for them in terms of understanding where they want to take their game. Um, and so he's, his presence um, has been tremendous for our guys in our room and, and really this team. I feel like I think everybody respects him. Everybody trusts him. Um, and, and and they just appreciate the person that he is. And he's the same person every day. Nothing changes about him, which is awesome. told you imaginary friends are real this is just so exciting now get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined showtime ryan reynolds john krasinski kaylee fleming fiona shaw phoebe waller bridge Louis gossett jr matt damon emily blunt george clooney maya rudolph bradley cooper sebastian maniscalco john stewart sam rockwell aquafina keegan michael key and steve carell i need to throw up or i need a snack it's one of the two gross if ready pg parental guidance suggested written and directed by john krasinski